Welcome back to Illini Weekly. We're coming off of a, an Illinois football bye week. I'm Joey Wagner, sports reporter with the Herald Review. We're here with Mark Tupper, executive sports editor, all things Illini, all things sports really, Mark Tupper. Um, it was, it's interesting, last Thursday, we record these on Thursdays, we sat in here and we thought, we don't know what's going to happen with Illinois with a, a whole week to either you know, rework some of their plans or maybe go with the different personnel group. And going into Friday night's game against Nebraska, home game against Nebraska, not much has changed in terms of key players, you know, getting benched or not starting or anything along those lines. Mark, I mean, are, are you shocked with the specifically well, quarterback? I as guess. far as we know, okay. Coaches always have the prerogative to do whatever they want once, <laughs> once they line up, and sometimes they don't tell the truth leading up to that to deceive the opponent, and that's possible. He could he could do whatever he wanted, but he indicated that they'd probably stick with Chase Crouch. That doesn't really surprise me. Uh, they had a lot invested in him in terms of belief and selling him to the team as well as the public, and, and um, admittedly he hasn't had um, a real good go. And I think when you, I think you need to factor in his limited experience at the position as well, you know. And so um, I think they're willing to stick with him a little bit longer. The one thing that's happened is that they've gotten healthier. Um, they're going to have two more offensive linemen in the mix. Uh, Doug Kramer, the center who got hurt in the season opener returns, and Vidarian Lowe, 340-pound freshman from Rockford, looks a bookend to um, Larry Boyd, the big kid out of St. Louis. He will be available for the first time, and he will play, Garrick McGee says, uh, either at guard or tackle. They've worked him at both positions. So they should be have more depth there, more combinations. I think they're still looking for the magic combination there. Um, and then defensively, um, it's the second week they will have had Jalen Dunlap at corner, who's a senior, one of only three seniors on the defense. And the first week they will have uh, James Crawford, their defensive end, another senior, available to them. And he's a really good pass rusher um, who's kind of transitioned as he's grown from uh, sort of a hybrid safety linebacker to a hybrid linebacker defensive end to a defensive end. And, and that's what he is now, but it's about 6'3", 240, very quick. And so um, we'll see. This is, uh, this is a game they can win. Um, uh, Nebraska's had its share of problems. It looks like they've settled down defensively and have become pretty solid there. Uh, their quarterback, Tanner Lee, um, likes to make mistakes. He's thrown seven touchdown passes. That's good. He's thrown nine interceptions. That's bad. Uh, three of those have been returned for touchdowns. That's really bad. And, um, and Illinois has uh, watched a lot of tape on him. If they can make him hurry, he will throw the ball in some crazy ways. He'll throw it He'll try to throw it deep off his back foot. Um, he just he, he he just does some things that gets him into trouble. He also makes some good plays if he's got time and gets set and all that. So um, keep an eye on number ten, J.D. Spielman for Nebraska, little slot receiver, redshirt freshman, also a kick returner. Returned a kickoff, ninety nine yards for a touchdown in the opener. Turned returned one fifty yards against Oregon, uh, and he's a slippery little um, pass and catch and run guy out of the slot. He's he's pretty good for them. Uh, you mentioned the pass rush. Is that something you think Illinois has been missing through the first three games? And, I mean, really no time to get a pass rush like the present when you've got a quarterback who's prone to make mistakes and prone to to kind of freak out a little bit when, when things start happening and make some, some odd throws. Is this 
Is this pass rush return, is this much needed in your opinion? Well, I, I think actually their pass rush has been pretty good um, with the exception of, remember, they've only played three games because of the bye. And so um, if you judge it on the first two games, Ball State and Western Kentucky, it's been good. Um, if you judge it on the third game, it's not been good. But Quentin Flowers had a lot to do with that. He was a difficult guy to get to. He would run. Um, and so, the, you know, that was kind of a mixed bag thing, but if they're going to get turnovers, they're going to have to get some pressure. The other thing is, too, even before that, they got to stop the run because if Nebraska doesn't have to throw the ball, if they're so successful running the ball that they can pick up their first downs that way, why not just continue doing that and take those risky passes out of Tanner Lee's hands? And I think that's their game, their game plan. I think they want to try to run it at this young Illinois defense. You know, remember, Illinois started 10 freshmen last game, 10 true freshmen. I looked at Nebraska's uh, depth chart for this game. They're starting none. And, and, and that's not an excuse. It's nothing. It's just Illinois is committed to play the kids, but with that comes a certain <laughs> understanding that you're going to get some kid mistakes. I think you mentioned three pick sixes that Tanner Lee's thrown. I, I think that something like a pick six that goes a long way for a freshman and for a young defense to get that. I mean, nothing turns the tide like getting six free points without the offense even having to march out there and try to get down the field. I think they can get one of those to turn back. That might be just the momentum, just the little boost they need to, to really clamp down and, in this game. And if you remember, it was Illinois' pass rush in the end zone against Western Kentucky quarterback Mike White that caused him to throw the ball well before he was ready. Julian Jones picked it off and ran it in for a touchdown. Big, big momentum play. You're right. Um, I, you know, Lovey's probably studied the stats. I've not heard them, but, but I don't question what he said when he said, anytime you get a pick six, your chances of winning the game go up exponentially. I think that's right. Um, I, th I think that's just a crippling play to the opposition, it, particularly if you're fairly close uh, lining up. And remember, the last two times Illinois played Nebraska, they beat them in Champaign in 2015, and they were up 16-10 to 10 in the fourth quarter last year in Lincoln. And then Nebraska outscored them 21-0 in the fourth quarter, so the final score didn't look that close. But Illinois was right there. They just didn't know how to finish the game. Exactly. Um, final thing, I guess, with Illinois football, you mentioned the offensive lineman. To have you know, Larry Boyd and you get another 300-plus pounder up there, I mean, hey, it's tough to get around those fellas. I don't care how young they are. I mean, anything to help Chase Crouch feel like he's got more time in the pocket and maybe find him a window or a lane to run through, anything is good. I mean, the offense kind of goes, starts and finishes with him, I, I think, and his ability to create plays with his feet or make the appropriate pass. So. Having those two out there, those big guys, I mean, inexperienced or not, that's that's tough for an opposing defensive line. Yeah, they've, they've shuffled the offensive line a lot, and um, the quarterbacks have not benefited from that. It's been tough. Mm -hmm. But um, if they can get some stability now and, and stay a little bit healthy and then find the right five and have them in the right spots, who's going to play center? Is it going to continue to be Nicky Allegretti, or are they better off at guard? Who's the top five guys? Mm -hmm. Is Meganson one of the top five? I think he's been kind of inconsistent, but so is Larry Boyd. Um, so they've got they, that. They had two weeks here to play with that, and uh, it'll I'd be almost as much as anything. I'll be curious to see how do they line up on the first the first time they come out of the huddle offensively. Who have they decided are their best five offensive linemen right now? I was just going to ask: Is that the the committee the the 
positions that you're most interested to see when, when kickoff happens Friday night? Interested to see if Lovey was telling the truth about the quarterback. Yeah. And then I'm interested to see that. And then I'm also interested to see, because they get a little healthier at running back, Reggie Corbin's going to play for the first time. Reggie Corbin made some nice runs last year, ran for over 500 yards. Um, and he comes into the mix now along with Mike Epstein and Kendrick Foster. So, um, yeah, there's some interesting things going on on offense right now. And it means less playing time on defense for those freshman ends. Yeah. Isaiah Gay and Bobby Roundtree with, with Crawford back. But they should be fresher uh, for it, and, and, and we'll see how that all plays out too. So we're going to hop over to basketball. Uh, Mark, did it, we actually almost had a stacked, uh, a stacked podcast here. We're going to go with Mark had an interview with uh, Kipper Nichols, and he talked with Kipper about his role with the new offense. And then next week, I sat down with Stephen Bardo and TJ Wheeler, two former Illini basketball players, had a great talk. Uh, but before we would be kind of before we talk Illinois basketball specifically, we would be remiss to not discuss some of the things that have happened nationwide in college basketball with regards to recruiting scandals and Adidas schools. I mean, Rick Pitino has been relieved of his duties. So take that as you wish, and you will not be seeing Rick Pitino on the sidelines at Louisville. Their athletic director is gone, and this does have some surface ties, I guess, to, we could say with Illinois, because Brad Underwood's former assistant, Lamont Evans at Oklahoma State, was a guy who was mentioned in this and, and who's under fire for this. What do we know about this and you know, from a nation standpoint and how this maybe kind of zones in on Champagne? Well, what we know in, and what is so scary is that this is not the NCAA. This is the FBI. As somebody pointed out, when the NCAA gets you, they slap you on the wrist. When the FBI gets you, they put handcuffs on your wrist. It's a big difference. They've got all kinds of powers. They can wiretap. They can video surveillance. They can use undercover people. They have subpoena power. Um, they can really come after you with fangs bared, and um, they sound like they're in the mood for it. They talk tough on Tuesday when they announced the arrest of 10 people nationally, including four current assistant coaches. Um, that did not include uh, Patino, um, but by the end of the next day, he was done. And um, and now today there's a report, uh, we're speaking on Friday, uh, excuse me, we're speaking on Thursday the 28th, um, there's a report that the Adidas um, has been um, subpoenaed now. Initial, excuse me, Nike has been subpoenaed now. It initially, it was mo it sounded mostly Adidas, um, and and um, I, I'd say it's what we don't know that is so scary. Um, does this have ties to Illinois? Well, Lamont Evans has ties to Brad Underwood. Okay, that we know, and so that that makes it a little scarier. Um, we have no idea how this runs, how deep this runs. Those of us who have covered college basketball for years have always looked at it and rolled our eyes and like, man, you know there's some dirty stuff going on somewhere with these, with these shoe companies, with these AAU programs, with these runners, with these... Uh, you know, moms and dads who clearly some of them appeared to have their hands out, and with the intense competition between programs to land these kids, and now we're finding out that one of the schemes that was going on was soliciting through bribes um, these the aid of assistant coaches to help steer these kids. A, to programs affiliated with shoe companies, B, to, to um, financial advisors who could uh, 
profit off their investing their money once they became pros and so forth. And I, and I was reading in one of the affidavits, and, and there's a lot to digest in this story, because some someone might say, well, how would Brad Underwood not have known if Lamont Evans was involved in this thing? And one of the th- one of the pieces of information in there said that these people were specifically intentionally not targeting head coaches because they didn't think they would go along with this because they had too much at stake financially. And so they went after assistant coaches. Chuck Person from Auburn, um, they said in there, uh, Chuck needs money. So if you can find, not only are the players and their parents, in many cases, standing over there with their hands out. It turns out some of the assistant coaches had their hands out as well. And um, Chuck Person needed money, and so they reeled him in. Uh, how many they reeled in, I don't know. Um, did Brad did uh, Brad Underwood have any inkling that Lamont Evans was involved in this? I don't know. And here's another thing I don't know. Does it matter necessarily that he might not have known? Because it could be that somebody says, well, you should have known. Or, or, you know, I mean, they've taken that approach now in the NCAA. They're kind of the CEO of this program. They exactly. At some point, the NCAA gets involved in this thing. And, um, and where this is going, uh, are, more, are there other shoes to drop? How many people could be implicated nationally is anyone's guess. I would think that if you held a prominent position in college basketball right now, whether you were a head coach, an assistant coach, um, whether you were involved in the apparel industry, whether you were an agent, um, whether you were an AA, headed one of these high-profile AAU programs, I would think you should be very, very nervous. And, um, and, and I think there are people in Champaign that are nervous because of all the uncertainties that we've just expressed. They don't know the answer to these things. The University of Illinois has released two statements, one from uh, Josh Whitman, the athletic director, that was fairly nebulous, and, but it indicates to me that Josh talked, Josh sat down and talked to Brad, and, and, I th- and I'm sure, now this is my paraphrasing of what they said, but it said to him, if there's anything I need to know, I need to know it now. And, and Brad apparently told him, man, I don't, you know as much as I know. And then Brad issued a statement that said, Josh and I have been talking on this, and he, he claims that he was as surprised as anyone when this stuff started coming out. Um, I hope that's true. Um, because, you know, I mean, it's there's going to be chaos. There's chaos at Louisville right now. There's no question about that. Um, there could be chaos at more programs. And, and um, you know, I've, I've already started to see some of the tips of the iceberg here. Um, the, the, the Bowen player from Louisville who was uh, mm-hmm. supposedly the recipient of $100,000. Uh, they list him as being from LaPorte, Indiana. Well, LaPorte, Indiana, he's probably not from LaPorte, Indiana, but LaPorte, Indiana is where La Lumiere uh, uh, Prep School is located. Uh, a lot of players have come through La Lu, including Jeremiah Tillman, including Jalen Coleman-Lands. Their head coach, Sean, Shane Hireman, is now the assistant coach at DePaul. Um, so there's a lot of things going on. There's many other AAU programs. There's a lot of things happening. And um, um, everyone is scared. They should be. And there's just there's way more that we don't know than that we do know. I think it's worth noting that Brad, and Lamont, Brad Underwood and Lamont Evans don't have this 
it appears they don't have this long-standing relationship. They only worked together for a year at Oklahoma State. Well, they go back all the way to Kansas State, though. They go back. They, they go, go back. back a number. Of I years. thought he was coaxed into and talked into hiring him. Rather would be a better phrase. Well, he 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 had left South Carolina and Lamont stayed, okay. and he went to coach Stephen F. Austin, and then he went to coach. Uh, Oklahoma State. When he got to Oklahoma State, he did what most coaches do. You start to look for people you know or have connections with okay. who you view as good recruiters, and, and that was his reputation, Lamont Evans. And so, um, you know, Frank under Frank Martin at South Carolina is a good friend of Brad's, and, and they talked. And, and, and again, I can't imagine, as good of friends as they are, Frank Martin is not going to ship um, a guy to Brad Underwood who he knows is doing this stuff. So I got to believe some people were in the dark. Um, how many? I, I don't know. Um, you know, so we'll see. I do, I do know that Lamont Evans was arrested and had to post $25,000 bond and uh, faces potential jail time. And that's pretty scary. Yeah, this is the dirty underbelly of college sports that has been shuffled under the the rug for some time, and and it's, it's, I don't think it's going to be pretty, and it's not going to not going to happen quickly in terms of a, an immediate solution. Yep. Um, the good news in Champaign basketball practices start Saturday. Yep. Mark talked with Kipper Nichols. Interesting to see where Kipper fits. Uh, Mark has got really good guy. Very good guy. He had a good conversation with Kipper. We'll we'll play that for you at the end, real quick, Mark. I know you're a man on the run here. Um, who is the one or two players for Illinois that you're looking to see? I know it's early. I know we're just talking practice. Sure. But I think there's some some excitement. I mean, a lot of excitement. I know there's a lot of excitement. Who are one or two players that you're really looking at this year? For me, one of them is Tejon Lucas. I thought he was kind of put into that position because, right. well, there was some struggle at the point guard position last year. But now he's going to be pushed by a guy, you know, Mark Smith, the freshman. He's going to be pushed by Devontae Williams. There's going to be some competition. I think that's going to make them better. It's cliche, I know, but I'm excited to see Tejon Lucas. They're going to miss Coleman Lance, who transferred a lot. I mean, that that guy could shoot. Who, who are a couple guys you're looking at? Well, Mark Smith, uh, number one. I think he has a. I think he, he has an opportunity to start. I think he's a terrific all-around player who's going to be great in this system. Um, so he's he he would be number one, and um, and then after that, you know. Um, I'm anxious to see how Finky fits into this system. I'm also anxious to see how Mark Allstork uh, fits in. He was a high scorer at Wright State. He's a fifth-year senior. He's an experienced guy. Um, he's just, I'm, I'm probably, I guess I'd say I'm probably a little more interested to see the guys I haven't seen play much right. at Illinois. So Mark Smith and Mark Allstork probably be at the top of the list for me. Absolutely. We're going to hop over to Mark's interview with Kipper Nichols next week. Stephen Bardo and T.J. Wheeler providing... It's a, a calm Looking week. Looking forward to that. A, a calm week, news-wise, I, I guess, in the, the world of Illinois. So here's our interview with uh, Kipper Nichols. Excuse me. Enjoy Friday night's game again for the final time this season. Apologies if you're battling between this and the high school, but this is yeah. this is the last Friday it night. Wasn't game. our idea. Yeah, last Friday night game. So enjoy your trip to Champaign tomorrow night under the lights. All right. Talking with uh, the great one. <laughs> Kipper Nichols. <laughs> hey, um, so I got to talk to you about your hair because um, there's a lot of potential here for some something, and I want to know what you got up your sleeve. Yeah. I know you've given some thought to it. Yeah, I, I, I've given a little bit of thought to it. Um, I've just been letting it do its thing. Um, you know, Michael Finke inspired me, man, <laughs> to get the flow going. So that's what I'm going for right now. Are you? Is there any plans to cut it between now and your first game, November 10th? Actually, no. 
Good. So, so the people should be expecting to see the flow. I, I'm all for this. Uh, I, I'm, if, I, <laughs> if I could do it, if I had your hair, I would, I would grow it and grow it and grow it, and then I would shape it. Yeah, this would look good on you, man. I think this. I think it would too. Yeah. And I would shape it and maybe tilt it, kind of kid and play thing, you know. Okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, right. I just don't think. <laughs> I don't think enough guys. <laughs> really go for it, you know. Exactly, man. Didn't we? Who did we see last? Who did we play last year that had some crazy hair? We, the, the guy from Florida State. The guy from Florida State. Um, DJ Williamson has uh, has some pretty crazy hair from Michigan. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I mean, I want to say hands down, man. Fing had the best hair in the Big Ten last year. But I'm coming for the title, though. You're coming for the I'm title. I'm coming for the title for sure. How's your summer going? It's been great. It's been great. It's um, practice starts Saturday. Correct. And um, are, you, are you guys excited about that? Super excited. What 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 changes when Saturday gets here? Uh, well, it'll be a treadmill in the corner of the gym that uh, will be running at about what it what it twenty five miles per hour uh, for a whole minute. And no, I'll just I'll just play, but it'll be going pretty fast <laughs> if you're not crashing the boards or doing anything else. He uh, he requires so I think that'll be a, that'll be something new. Um, and then I mean, just more time in the gym, more time in the gym. So that's a uh, that's a penalty thing that, that you yeah, can do. Yeah. If you're not going as hard as he needs you to go, yeah. You'll you'll you go over. Be on that treadmill, man. Oh my goodness. Bad goodness. news. <laughs> um, you know, everybody is curious to know what this Underwood system looks like, and um, I don't know how much you know about it. Mm-hmm. Or, or do you feel like you know everything about it, or do you feel like you're about to find out everything about, about it? About to find out. But I think we uh, have done a great job in the summer. Um, I think we'll give ourselves a chance to win a lot of ball games. Just, uh, you know, the system coupled with our, our personnel, I think uh, that makes for a great, great marriage right there. And I think because of that, we'll have a chance to win a lot, a lot of ball games. You... you um I don't know if, if you agree with my description of you, but you're um, um, kind of a guard-forward hybrid, a guy that can do, you know, you can you can dribble, you can shoot, you can pass, you can run. You're, you're an energy guy. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> you're, you're, you're all of those things. Yeah. And and those are all things that Brad wants everyone to be able to do. He wants yes, people to be multi-skilled. Is, Definitely. Is that fair? Yeah. So correct. this would seem to, to suit you. Definitely. Definitely. Cool. Yep. <laughs> do, do you? Um, what does he talk to you about when when he says, uh, "Kip, here's what here's what you're gonna do for us. Here's here's what you're gonna do." Uh, like you said, a little bit of everything. Um, you know, just being at uh, on this year's team. Um, I, last year, you know, I was a young guy, and just like that in the year, you know, I'm one of those guys who, uh, you know, you definitely need leadership from because I've had that experience, you know, and. Uh, College bas- a few college basketball games, and uh, I got to see what that looks like. So, um, you know, throughout the course of you know the preseason and you know going into the regular season and conference play, and um, God willing, you know, into the tournament this year, uh, yeah. I gotta uh, provide leadership to the young guys and uh, you know show them the ropes. Are they are they willing? Are they are they? They, do they want to learn? Is it, do they strike you as that? Most definitely. Most definitely. All of them are, uh, you know, have been bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, you know, since they stepped in the gym uh, the first, since day one. So, uh, and, and they're, they're hungry to get, get good. And, uh, you know, obviously everybody wants to play. So 
that competitive competitive environment brings it out of everybody. So yeah. And and um, conditioning was, was a big deal this summer, wasn't it? Definitely. I mean, yeah. Fletcher's a wild man. Yeah, he just got done killing us over there on the other <laughs> side of the gym. If you didn't see that. <laughs> man. Well, but um, that's what Brad wants you guys to run other Definitely. teams into yep. the ground. Yeah. You know, and, and so you're. He wants he wants you to have depth, and the bigs running well, are they? Definitely. Yep. All of them. What's your What's your take on the two freshman bigs, Greg and? I don't know if he says it, Matisse. Matisse. Yeah. Matisse, yeah, the, the big fella. <laughs> uh, I, I love them both. Uh, I think uh, Matisse more so, you know, provides more versatility on, you know, the outside. Uh, can stretch the floor a lot um, with his ability to shoot and, uh, you know, deck it a little bit. He reminds me of, uh, you know, the kid we played last year from Michigan, uh, Wagner. Yeah. Reminds me of him a little bit. Um, you know, once he gets stronger and, uh, you know, the work that he's going to be doing with Flesh to develop his body, I think uh, he's going to be great. And um, Greg, uh, he's super athletic. Um, he'll get you, uh, you know, he's one of those guys who can get you 10 to 12 rebounds, uh, you know, if he puts his mind to it. So I think that uh, both of those guys can definitely have an impact. And I've heard people say Greg did him might be real good defensively as yeah, he definitely, grows definitely. into it. And, and the more he learns and the game slows down for him, uh, he'll be really good. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, well, you don't have to wait like last year. You know, you had to wait. How many yeah. games was that? Uh, was that 11? Um, yep, just about 11, I think, 11 or 12. Yep. Yeah, 11 or 12, yeah. And, that, and that's, I mean, you, you kind of say – well, that won't put me back, but it, kind of, it does a little bit. Definitely. You know, it's hard. Most definitely. It, it was uh, hard to deal with. Um, but, you know, I, uh, like I, I've always said I'm a firm believer in God, and uh, he does everything for a reason. So uh, I believe I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be right now. So, Who are people going to be most surprised, other than yourself, who are people going to be most surprised when they see this team get rolling? Uh, I think... I think just as a team, like I think I think people would be surprised as a team, you know, uh, like I like I had um, t- was touching on earlier, like this this system and uh, you know the way we play. Um, obviously, you know you can take that to any team, and I think uh, you know it would help, you know, just you know seeing how. Coach Underwood runs different things and uh, just the type of person he is, the coach he is. But that combined with the players we have to, you know, kind of fit the description, you know, and uh, be able to do everything, you know, within his offense that uh, makes it effective. Um, I think that people will be surprised to see how, how, we can compete with, you know, teams that maybe they didn't think we could or, and, and how far we can go. I, I think I agree with you. Yeah. Listen, man, stay healthy. Good to see you again. Definitely. Always, boss. And, uh, okay, man, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Yep, appreciate it, too. Thanks, yes, Kip. Sir.